0: What we're intending, what God, I believe, wants to do is he wants to activate and, and bring forth life of Christ in each of us and through each of us to each other. And so we're uh, going to then take 1 John 5, 1 through 5, 1 John 1 through 5, and then we'll break in small groups. But we'll be done it for our online audience at 8.30. Keep going. So go ahead, Ali, Share
1: so we're gonna start off with an activation, and all that means is that um, faith with works is alive. And so we're gonna we took First uh, John and kind of sat with it and asked the Holy Spirit, "What do you want to do to make our hearts ready for to be good soil for Your Word and for what You're doing tonight?" And um, one of the things that just kept reoccurring in my in my spirit was. Um, to kind, to unload to, it was that scripture about confess your sins one to another. And I felt like the Lord wanted us to take those things that cause us to not feel free on the inside and to unload them before the Lord and lay it at his feet and then um, to reload with what the Holy Spirit is saying. And so um, I just wanted to share really quickly that earlier today, um, The Lord gave me a picture of something he was showing me about my own heart, um, about that word self-pity popped into my head, and I felt like the Lord was like, you know, that is like a doorstop in the door, and it won't allow the door, it won't allow things to come in because the door is stuck, or if the door is stuck open, things can come in that you don't want to have come in. And so I just felt like the Lord's heart for us tonight was to get rid of the things that are hindering love. And nothing will separate us from the love of God. But there are things in our heart, in our walk, that feel like they just get in the way. And we have trouble hearing Him and sensing Him and giving Him everything. And so what we're going to do is we're going to get into um, groups of two or three. You can just find somebody that you know that you trust. Um, and this is a room full of people that are, have been walking with the Lord for a long time and that I trust. And, uh, and what you're going to do is somebody is going to give something to the Lord. You can just tell them, hey, guess what? I've been struggling with this, or this is something that feels like it's not wanting to let me go, or I don't know how to get out of this behavior or thought pattern or whatever it is. And it's going to require vulnerability, but that's like a breeding ground for, let's like a, a, lo- a place where a plane can land with the presence of the Lord. Um, and so we're going to give something to the Lord out loud in front of the other person. That other person is going to listen, not teach, not preach at you, not condemn you, obviously, um, the other person is going to listen to hear what the Holy Spirit wants to refill that person with. And if they need help praying a prayer of repentance, go for it. Um, but you're going to listen to the Holy Spirit. Then you're going to switch places. And the other person gets to unload. And you get to partner with the Holy Spirit in reloading the truth of what the Holy Spirit is saying in that moment. So,
0: yeah. Cool. So can let's... let's... It'd be best if we work in groups of two, because then it will have enough time. But let's go find at least one partner, but if it works out that three, and we'll go ahead and get started, then everybody online, Allie, will begin praying and listening, and I'll do the same, and we'll, we'll recollect just in about 10 minutes, so we have time to still keep moving the rest of the service. So let's go find somebody. Everybody, one or two because you're sharing what's going on inside of you that you want to unburden, and the one listening is to what's the Lord saying to refill, to renew, to take, to bless. So let's begin. Yeah, so good.
1: Um, I think you can hear me probably, yes. There's such a sweet presence of the Lord uh, in the room, such an invitation to, um, come before him, and I just feel like he's already, wherever you're listening to this, whenever you're listening to this, there is such a wide open heaven over you to receive tonight. There's breakthrough in your room. There's healing in your room. And um, so I just want you to think of something and put it on your lips of something that you want to give to the Lord. When we leave this time of activation right now, We're leaving differently than the way we came in. We're leaving with the soil of our heart, ready to receive from the Lord. Like childlike faith being restored is what I see. And so, um, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, and you can even repeat after me. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I give you, and you put on your lips the specific thing that you're giving the Lord. It can be more than one thing. I give you this, I give you my, my weakness, God. I give you my um, laziness. I give you my um, feeling like I can't trust you anymore. Whatever it is. So just take a second, fill in the blank. Father, we give those things to you. In Jesus' name, we lay those things at your feet. And we pick up the love of God to fill that place in our heart, God. I thank you that by your stripes we've been healed and also restored. That there's full restoration in Jesus. There's full restoration in Jesus. And tonight is your night of freedom. And I'm not just saying that. I feel it in the atmosphere. That there's ability where there wasn't ability before. And what used to be a struggle, now you get to do with Jesus. You don't do it alone, and you're not walking alone in that thing. And as the Lord takes that which you're giving him and that which you're laying down, what he's doing is he's filling you back up. So Holy Spirit, I thank you. I I see a picture of fire being restored. And I I feel like there's fire on people's hearts where you might have felt like that place in my heart went dim, that that fire burnt out. I let that thing go. Well, tonight the Lord is restoring that place of your heart that you feel like, I I need to burn again. I want to burn again. I want your word to be alive to me again. And there's just a holy exchange happening right now in your room, wherever you are. There's an exchange of our dirtiness for the holiness of God. And there's a re-clothing. And there's an ability, grace is the ability to do that which the Lord's told us to do. And there's grace enough for you tonight. And I just feel like those people that have once felt that fire burn on the inside the Lord is breathing on that thing again and he's rekindling that fire and making it strong again and making it where your heart's pulled and your heart is alive in Jesus name yeah.
0: you know when I was hearing Allie give the uh, possibilities that someone might be praying I heard tiredness came up someone you're, you're just weary and well doing you're tired you're trying to uh, you've been, and that's what what you released. And he said, "Lord, I, I give over to you my my tiredness." And I help, feel the Lord would say, "If I was listening to the Lord, then was He said that I will, from the riches of my glory, I now strengthen you with might through my Spirit into your inner man." So if you, I just receive the strength, imagine the glory of God in the heavenly realm, all of the Father's glory, that from within within there, he is, through the Spirit of God, strengthening you and everyone. I believe everyone listening with might in our spirit in the inner man. And that Christ is dwelling anew. That's that fire in the heart, uh, indwelling in our heart by faith. And we're rooted and grounded in love. So I bless everyone with a fresh indwelling, of Christ in the heart and a, and a being rooted and grounded in love in Jesus' name. Now when I was praying, because I was praying to the Lord this morning, first the beautiful thing of this picture that we're doing is this is a daily practice in prayer for me. I don't know any day that I come that I do not have to unburden something or disengage from a negative thought pattern. Or fear and then there's not a day that when I do that God doesn't come and renew so what I got up this morning while I was praying and I felt it's been on me all day when Paul said this one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind so I I was telling the Lord I give you my past I give you my story I give you the story that would tell me that I have no ability to go beyond that story I just forget it I put it out of my mind so that I might reach forward to the thing that's in front of me to take hold of that goal of the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus and I and I believe that I felt it for me but I also there's a displacement you release the memories release the conflicts release the 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 sense I can't get out of this there's no hope there's no way just let it go as the widow of the Prophet said that I only have one idea in front of me and it's it's not good it's debt it's slavery and I don't see this being the outcome God had for me so she went to the Prophet and Elijah gave her a new outcome that's giving a new outcome to us to each of us, because it's the outcome in Christ. We return to Christ, our future's in Christ, our deliverance is in Christ, our freedom is in Christ. So I felt this morning, and I felt it again this night, just a surging of hope. Of course, there's a brand new future, because the future is always brand new, new, refresh in Jesus Christ every day, irregardless of the past we've been through. So I bless you with that. If that fits in any way how you're feeling that there would be a refreshing and a renewing of that future, that hope in Jesus Christ. It's a He's coming. He's coming in a great powerful way. We've been seeking the Lord and now that we're seeking the Lord, I'm anticipating His coming. I'm 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 anticipating. I don't know where that is coming and the multiple ways he will come and that event that will change, but I'm could be right now. So anticipate and have expectancy for the Lord's coming in Jesus' name.
1: That's good. Uh, the last thing that I saw today when we were praying was um, laying down our false beliefs about God based on our past circumstances and things we've gone through and lies of the enemy where he would say, look, look at what happened to you. and uh, and we are gonna lay that down tonight and we're gonna pick up truth again because the reality is he's good toward you he's faithful in your life he has a plan for you he's active and he's actively pursuing you and always has been and always will be he's interceding for you on your behalf even now even as you're listening um so father god right now we just lay down every false belief system Everything we've agreed with or the enemy said, look, God is this and God is that. and God feels this towards you and God feels that towards you. We lay that down. We break the power of agreement right now with all of those things in Jesus' name. And we pick up truth. And I thank you, God. It's not by might and it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And the spirit of God is bringing back to your heart the reality of the nature of God and the character of God and how much he loves you. How much he loves you individually, not just all of humanity, but you sitting there. He loves you greatly and he greatly desires you. And um, the beauty that he created when he created you, he greatly desires you. And I just feel a tugging in the spirit. Um, so, Father, we believe you and we accept you as faithful again. We accept you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you, God.
0: Hope, hopefully by now everyone in the house, you've had a chance to share, have prayer, and then the one who prayed, share, and have prayer and input. So are we good? Are we getting close to that? Is everybody, if I'm going to give us two more minutes before and then I'll start sharing the scripture. So I don't want to, as every time we're in the spirit, God begins to move in different degrees and intensities and time lapse. So I don't feel like ever the Lord's doing something when you're in the house and we're engaged that you have to un you have to stop what god's doing to go to the next place because it could be this is the place you're supposed to be at so take the liberty and i will start sharing about first john because what we want to do is give an overview of the five chapters that we read from john sunday through today as a way to reinforce or strengthen our bible agreement because in romans 15 we're told that uh, the God, that the scriptures bring patience and comfort, the patience and comfort of the scriptures, and that God is the God of patience and comfort. Thanks, Hallie. And when we read the scriptures together, even though we don't necessarily get the chance all the time tonight, we get a little bit of opportunity to ask questions and share, we go, into eternal truth living scriptures the bible is alive never underestimate what the bible is doing when you're reading it it's doing far more than our minds can grasp and so we then begin to it says that in romans 15 he goes on to say so that with one mouth and one mind we might glorify god the father so i'm convinced more and more that the scriptures will hold the key to the sanctification of the church into the glory of Jesus Christ. Some of it we will grasp with our minds, but much of it will be because we're just accepting truth. And if we begin to accept truth together in the same place and begin to have the scripture come alive by the same Holy Spirit, it's very easy for the Holy Spirit to begin to bring us into the one mind, the one mouth, the one glorification of Jesus Christ because we're inside Patience and the comfort that the scripture is providing. So Father, I'm asking before we go any further, that we would be a people that you dreamed we will be. Just as our body in the natural that we walk in is is led by the head and the nervous system and all the organs. And when they when they hear the leading, they follow and they function and they And we we become a whole and blessed people. So it is when Jesus begins to take that kind of access. We give you that access, Lord. But we don't know how to do it. We want it, but we don't know how to do it. So we come to your scriptures tonight. And we pray that the scriptures we've read this week, you would effectively activate for us now in Jesus' name. Amen. So 1 John 5 excuse me, First John 1 through 5. We are, I, want, I always think the New Testament. Next week we get to do Revelation chapter 1 through 4. That'll be our reading in the epistle. And I'm just going to choose one portion each week and try to give everybody advance notice. Why give advance notice? This is what I do. And it's an, you can add this to your, all of us have to drive. Some of us drive a lot more than we want to have to drive. So when I'm in a portion of scripture, I will start listening, I will go ahead of what I'm reading, and I'll start behind of what I'm reading. So like, for instance, I think I've listened to 1 John three or four times now this week, and just audio reading over me. And it begins to, you begin to get patterns, or you begin to see what God's saying. And, um, and like, 1 John is totally that's so, a do the same thing if you have a chance when you're looking for some time to fill in. Rather than going and checking all the things you can check, let the scriptures keep washing over you. Revelation chapter 1 through 5 is so pregnant with in, in vital transformational truth that I know if we spend some time in it, we'll come in with like an anticipation of expectation. But let's go to 1 John. 1 John is, uh, we're going to start in 1 John chapter 1. And I'll go through five chapters. I keep saying First John five. That's my fault. So First John, in the gospel, in the epistle of John, you hear about life, you hear about light, you hear about love, you hear about the Word was with God and the life of God was manifest. And uh, you go, uh, and they talk. John talks about we were, we we were present. We handled. We saw. We touched. He was with Jesus, you know, head on his bosom. He said this life was manifested and we've seen. We bore witness. We declare to you this eternal life which the Father has manifested to us. So then he says in verse 3, he says, this is to have fellowship. Fellowship with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. So this book of fellowship, First John John's Gospel begins with relationship. As many as received him, he gave the right to become the sons of God, even those who were born of him. Now we're talking not to relationship but to fellowship, to the communion, the union. In chapter one, he then addresses the four or the three conflicts that um, he goes he says in verse five that if we walk in the light, he wants us to we've um, Verse, no, verse 6, if we have fellowship with him, if, if we say we have fellowship but we walk in the darkness, we don't practice the truth. So the gospel, this epistle, this will be repeated over and over again, that, that there is where we are in Christ, we are experiencing this. If we are in a different place and we want to say we're in this place of fellowship, we have to be honest that we're not. We're not practicing the truth. But he, every time he points out, where we are, he then points out the way to get back to where we need to be. Because I had a, a good, beloved brother, and I hope you're watching tonight, ask the question. It says in John that we, in this epistle, in chapter three, it says, The seed that's in, in us, we don't sin. But then it says here in chapter one, if we say we haven't sinned, that we're making him a liar. So, the, what is that? I'm confused. So I, I wrote back habitual and denial. This is about the practicing of something that we are denying is there or the unwillingness to uh, deal with it. So here it says in verse 6, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we do not practice the truth. Truth is a key thing in all three epistles of John. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ is cleansing us from all sin. So when I'm walking in the light that I'm being given, there are, there's darkness that I'm not aware of. There's sin that I'm not sure of. There's things that I know today about God, how he wants my heart to be, that I didn't know 10 years ago. But when I didn't know, it didn't mean I had no fellowship. It just had not yet been brought to me. So, so if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. So whenever I think, well, I'm I'm totally fine, then that's where I'm beginning to close my receptor and the truth is not in me. If we confess our sin though, if I become aware, wow, that was really selfish. That was really rude. That was really fearful. That's really sorrowful that I've slipped into. And I confess it, then he cleanses me. So it's a in and out. It's a it's real friendship, it's real fellowship inside the relationship. But then if we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word's not in us. So in chapter 2, he begins to call us, which is so cool. He says, just the basic thing is walk in love. If you're walking in love to one another, then you're in the light. But if you hate your brother, then you're no longer in the light. So he's calling this this union that we've been brought into christ to be functional to be practical and it's it's measurable and i love john because he's always saying this is yours but if this is not what you're doing it then you need to return to this is yours and come back he goes on and he says that if we are fine to sin, chapter one, he, and chapter he says, if we, we're not to sin, but if we do sin, we have a uh, an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous, the propitiation. So then we walk in the light, we have fellowship, then we walk in love, we walk in the light. And then if, he, if we say we're walking in light, but we don't love our brother, then we're not walking in light. So there continues to be honest, Litmus test, thank you. Uh, then he goes on and he talks about, he talks to sons, fathers, and uh, children. The children are the ones who have known God has forgiven them, the beginning of relationship, the end of relationship. The young men are those who have overcome the evil one, the word of God is dwelling in them, and they have come to the place where no longer are they. Um, overcome by the evil one. They've come into an overcoming. Thank you. And then, uh, to the fathers, you've known him who was from the beginning. This is the goal of our relationship through Jesus Christ with God our Father, is to know him from the beginning, meaning that we begin to grasp the totality, the completeness, the purpose of God from creation because everything we get to enjoy was given us in Christ before time began so when we grow up in that practicing first knowing forgiveness and learning to overcome and then beginning to become aware of the father's purposes that were set in motion that we know him now from the beginning then chapter 3 i'm just jumping around but he he now addresses the world and he says if you have the if you love the world the love of the Father's not in you. You'll notice that as you listen to this again, it's contrasting constantly. If I'm loving the world, the love of the Father can't be in me. That's chapter uh, two later. Because uh, the love of the world, all that's in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world's passing away so he's giving us a, cha- a constant separation this is we're not to we're not going this way and then he talks about the, the the antichrist the lying won't receive won't declare jesus is the christ but we don't have to be caught up and worry over that because we have an anointing that teaches all things and the holy spirit's affirming to us the truth then thir- first john 3 these first three verses i just love them he says Behold what manner the love of the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called the children of God. Therefore, the world does not know us because it did not know him. Beloved, we are now the children of God. Now now we are the children of God. And it has not yet been revealed what we shall be like. So there's more to come. There's more to be seen. And we know that when he is revealed, we shall be like him. And why? Why? for we shall see him as he is. So the revelation of Jesus Christ, every time we behold him in the scripture, in his, by his spirit, in truth, we become like him because we see him as he is. And everyone who has this hope in him, this hope of transformation, this hope of renewal, this hope of a new place is, is, become, is purifying himself because hope is a purifier. It takes us away from the, the, the distractions of the earth and toward the one thing. So he, I want to jump into chapter 4 is about love. Love, 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 love. It wasn't the Beatles that came up with that song. It was St. John, man. Love, 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 love. And love, the, the commandment is to believe on the name of Jesus Christ his Son and to love one another as he gave command and to love because God is love and he that loveth is born of God and knoweth God so i'm reading that it's not a charge to do something from myself because we love because he first loved us so it's a charge to keep ourselves in love and be aware when we drift from love and i don't know about you but in in the brethren we can hurt, our, hurt each other, disappoint each other, offend each other, make promises or infer a promise or put expectations on each other that no one even volunteered to be expected of. But all of those things can, can break a heart, it can wound a heart. And when love begins to go cold, the Bible doesn't say we kind of are loving less. It, we're, living, we're, lo, we're moving from love to hate. It's a, it's a, therefore, some of the scripture for me calls me out of where I I may give excuse to be. And he says, no, you don't get to be there. You don't get to hate your brother. Because if you hate your brother, you don't know God. You can't say you know God and hate your brother. There's another contrast. If I'm hating someone, I got to deal with that. I can't have love. I can't say I love God and hate the one God made. And so, therefore, forgiveness is required. I must release that person. I must take the time to process it. If I can't resolve the conflict, then i got to go to the person and have the conversation that I don't want to say, which is, you offended me. You hurt me when you did this. If that's not hearable or if the person's far beyond reach or dead, then I just need to release it to Jesus so that, the, so that my, my heart can be in the love of God. And then 1 John 5 I just want to close, and then quickly we're going to get a group. This chapter is so rich in truth that often we, we don't even know we could take advantage of it. First, whoever believes Jesus Christ is born of God, and whoever loves who he, him who begot also loves him who's begotten. And then he goes on and says, we, he who believes our faith overcomes the world. And then it talks about the testimony of the Father concerning the Son. It says, this is the testimony God has given concerning His Son, that He has given us eternal life, and this life is in the Son. John is saying to the beloved brethren, 60 years after Jesus' resurrection, he's saying, if you've got the Son, you've got eternal life. There's nothing more and nothing less. You've got This is the testimony. If you'll accept this, receive this testimony that that life is in the Son. God has given us eternal life and this life is in the Son. He who has the Son has life. So when I, sometimes you think, i got to believe that. It's, no, I just accept that. I receive that. I have Jesus Christ, therefore I have eternal life. I have the Son, therefore I have life. And he goes on and he says, you can even... Notice someone in the body sinning, not to death, just missing the mark. And you can go to the Father and say, Father, give them life, please, instead. Never have to say a word. Never have to engage a conversation just because of your fellowship and union. Ask for God the Father to give someone else life who may or not be aware of it at all. What kind of opportunity do we hold? So that's a quick overview. Let's take a moment, though, and share what we're hearing. And we put some small group circles. I don't know if that's going to be more conducive or just finding a group within the group that you're sitting at. But we want to take about the next five minutes and just, and we can go beyond that. But but share what it is, ask the questions, bring up that place of First John and what's, and you may be a testimony that you're carrying of the scripture because we're, We're the living body, and the Word of God wants to run through us and to us and from one another. So can we do that? Good. Go find a group, build a group, fill a circle, find another circle, make a square, however, and I'm going to talk with everybody online. I will get into 1 John 5 again. So 1 John 5. I'd love to hear what what you've been getting. The scripture isn't a means to acquire, it's means to be known. And when I become known by the Lord, often he has to point out things that I would not normally acknowledge, but it's always to release me into who he is and to the blessing he holds. And so in 1 John 5, he says uh, incredible Thing. I'm just going to get on that one thing about the witness because so many times we're living in a world of conflict and and challenging and confusion so Verse 5 of John 5 who is he who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God When I read that these days, I don't try to um, believe I just receive, that God has made me an overcomer in the world. And this is he, this Jesus, the son of God, this is he who came by water and blood. Remember Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born of the spirit and blood uh, and water. Water is the word, blood is the atonement. So the water of the word, you came by water and blood. This was our Lord Jesus. He, the water, the word, and the death, and his atonement. Jesus Christ, not only by water, but water and blood. And it is the Spirit who bears witness because the Spirit is truth. So present inside of you, me, as a believer, is Jesus Christ who came by water and blood. The Word of God and the blood of Christ, his atonement, and the Spirit of God. For there are three that bear witness in heaven. Now imagine the Trinity. But in John's intimacy with the Father and with Jesus, he says, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. The Son, the Word of God, became the Son of Man. The, the, the God's speech, he became all that God had said. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit, and these three are one, so there's the Trinity except rather than being called the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, they're referring to him as the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And there are three that bear witness on earth, and this is so powerful. When I started submitting to this witness on earth, I moved out of conflicts that often would grab my mind and take me places I didn't want to go. There are three that bear witness on earth, the Spirit. He takes takes the lead now, because Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. Spirit is the administrator; he's leading the church. The water—that's the word—and we know that that is the washing of the water of the word in Ephesians five to make us present us spotless and without blame or blemish. And the blood, which is so important, of the testimony—or excuse me, our our freedom from accusation—and these three agree as one. I know some of you would, will pick up on this. Revelation 12, 10, 11 talks about the overcomers. And it says they overcame him, the accuser, by, this, by the blood and the word of their testimony and they loved not their life unto death. That's the three again, functioning as one. The blood is the blood, it is the atonement. The Blood is my answer to all charges. The water of the word becomes the testimony of Jesus in me. And when that testimony stays alive, and it's it's so important to keep their testimony alive through praise throughout the day. Lord, I believe you. Your goodness is arriving. Your, your 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 help has come to my life. I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of living. Whatever I'm hearing, it's movement. I keep those words coming alive. And then the spirit is the means to Not loving my life unto death because when the Holy Spirit came he would give us power to become martyrs according to Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that's what the word witness is in the Greek martyr it's just the witness became so often that you died in the process it became known as the word for martyr it's martyr is the Greek word the transliteration of that word witness so the spirit the water and the blood they agree as one so I agree if I agree with the Holy Spirit and the water of the word, the water of the testimony, the word of God that's spoken, and the blood, the atonement, the work of Christ, then that agreement, that is agree is one, I am then in agreement. And I'm disengaged, excuse me, disengaged from so much of the, the conflicts that are swirling. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God, this is verse nine, is greater. So here's this moment we're coming into. For the witness of God, which is which he testified of his son. The one thing that I must hold faith in is the son. The word, the testimony of a father has of his son. He who believes in the son of God is a witness in himself. That's the Holy Spirit making clear to me what I, that. and he who does not believe God made him has made him a liar. So we don't want to, Disengage. That's where it's just continuing. I submit to the truth that's being spoken. I I receive the words that have been given. I'm not trying to force him to be. I don't need to make him feel like that. I'm just accepting him as truth. He has not believed the testimony that God has given of his son. So I don't want him to make God a liar. I accept the testimony. This is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his son. Anytime I depart, to see eternal life communicated in any other way than in his son. I'm moving away from the testimony that God has given, that eternal life is in his son. Verse 12, he who has the son has life, and he who does not have the son of God does not have life. So I have been declaring I have the son. You've given me the son. I accept the testimony that you've given eternal life in the son. I have the son. I have life. These things I've written to you who believe in the name of the son of God, that you may know you have eternal life and that you may continue to believe in the name of the son of God. Now I'm going to just stop there because it goes on to confidence and prayer. It goes on into the giving of life, but understand this and I'd like to just pray because I know we're closing our hour if we stay at the end then we don't have to fight to get back to that place we have eternal life because we believe in the name of the son of God we accept the testimony that God has given us eternal life and this life is in the son we believe and so that eternal life I allow it to grow up inside of me I don't diminish the eternal life by judging it by what I see or how my life is or how my emotions are. I actually bring my life and my emotions to submit to the truth of God's Word. Sometimes a rush of liberty and delight shows up. Sometimes I'm holding truth in the face of adversary. As Satan challenged Jesus' sonship, I'm being challenged in my sonship, so I have to just hold it. So, whether it, you're holding your word in the face of, 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 of accusation, the word of God, or if you are just allowing it to come, I want to bless us right now with a witness of God. Think about this: the God brings the witness. In the name of Jesus, I bless our beloved family online, and I bless you with a witness. Of God that is greater than the witness of men. So know whatever men say, God is greater. And his witness is in the Son. He says that he has given us eternal life. You have eternal life. I have eternal life because I believe in the name of the Son of God. I believe in the testimony. He who has the Son has life. You have the Son. Therefore, you have life. The Son of God has given you life. This life is in the Son. So receive now. Receive now a fresh infilling of zoe, life, overcoming life, eternal, infinite, everlasting life. And let it just come into the very center of your being. Don't try to figure out what about this and what about that. Just let life come. And just settle and receive and pull and drink of that life. And take it with you tomorrow and bring it back to you when you go through the scripture again stay inside this for a bit until it becomes a part of your daily confession because that's how we're overcoming the blood is our answer to the charges against us the word of our testimony of who Jesus is is how we're overcoming the the scenario or the storyline that's saying it's we have no future no hope and There in the Spirit of God is this capacity to not love our life because he is life and we can yield our our soulish life and trust God for his eternal life. So in Jesus' name, be blessed, receive, and welcome the glory of Jesus Christ, his eternal life to rise up and to manifest within you tonight and throughout this week until we meet again on Wednesday and Sunday in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you.